0: They say, if you want to tell a story right, you got to start at the beginning. Too far? Fine. This is me, Harleen Quinzel. When I was a kid, my dad traded me for a six-pack of beer. But however many times he tried to ditch me, I kept coming back.
1: We interrupt this program to bring you a special report.
0: This is Cheap Seat Reviews. I think probably the best comparison I could make is The Suicide Squad is like Evil Dead 2.
2: Cocaine is your superpower. All things
1: international. And also pancakes, women,
2: and podcasts. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good pudding. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Thank it's you. It's kind of weird coming from me. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. Uh, well, no. The, the, you mean the pudding part or just the fact that you said the greater good? May, well, maybe both, but more so the pudding part. Oh, I, you've called me <laughs> way more things inappropriate than pudding. Uh, that's true. Yeah, no, but thank you, Andrew. Uh, no Sam tonight. We have no Sam uh, tonight. He is on vacation in the great state of Florida uh, at the, the World of Ooh. Disney. And he's having a great old time. And therefore, we are here doing the show without him. This is episode 351. We're back to our normal, regularly scheduled program after last week's both very fun live review and terrible movie. That was chosen by <laughs> yeah. the listeners and Twitter. They made us watch Thunder Force. and I ooh. tried to tell you. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you did. And it was terrible. But go find our YouTube page um, and watch along and see just how bad Thunder Force is. Because it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So this is episode 351, and tonight we're talking about... Oh, hold on. I have to read the whole thing because it's a ridiculously long movie name. Yes, it is. It is The Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's the only time I will say that entire thing. (laughs) I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Your beard is on fire. Jimison. (laughs) Wasn't that brilliant? (laughs) <laughs> That's like the perfect way to get somebody with a beard. And everybody has a beard now, yeah. except for you. Well,
1: except so um, <laughs> if Sam were here, he would kill you in this movie by throwing a bag of trash at you on a busy street and just waiting to see what happens.
2: <laughs> that does kind of sound like something. just waiting for some <laughs> random animals to attack me, like the city rats yeah. of, of Gotham come and attack me yeah (laughs) i feel like rats in gotham are worse than the rats in new york i think for some reason Mm -hmm. definitely yeah and making her how was i going to say this making her hat trick right this completes the hat trick (laughs) her third uh, time back on the show triple crown triple crown right well we were (laughs) um we were uh chatting hockey a little bit uh, the other day uh because she likes the florida the tampa bay lightning and they eliminated yeah. my carolina hurricanes from the, the uh, playoffs no you're not yeah. and uh <laughs> I'm not. so that's why i went with the, the uh the hat trick and that is lady glitter gun to the face <laughs> one oh,
0: i love it <laughs>
2: Oh, man. And that's a that's a middle name that is steeped in uh, cheap seat lore. We used to have. uh, So before Andrew joined us, we had Chad on. May he rest in peace. He's not actually dead. That's just a joke we say. And uh, pretty much every episode, whatever his middle name was, it was going to be whatever thing I could think of to the face. Right. It was always going to be something to the face for Chad. That was it was it was his his shtick, so to speak. Um, So I'm bringing that back for him Not really sure why, but I am Okay, so (laughs) Here we are, Birds of Prey 2020 Andrew, what in the ever-loving Cartoon hell did we just watch? Please tell me
1: (laughs) After splitting with the Joker Harley Quinn joins superheroes Black Canary, Huntress And for some reason, Rosie Perez Playing herself To save a young girl (laughs) from an evil crime lord Okay Cool actually Re- Rosie Perez was playing Renee Montoya yes which is just <laughs> a pseudonym for Rosie Perez
2: yeah yeah <laughs> very cool thank you uh so we're doing this movie to be very uh, honest we're doing this movie because lady one we had you on i think the very first movie we had you on we did mm-hmm. sucker punch right yes yeah. and yes we did and you were extolling the greatness of this movie or maybe not the greatness but you were saying that you liked this movie <laughs> and that that yes. that that this movie was kind of like what sucker punch is also or something like i'm trying to connect a to b
0: my five word review of sucker punch was just watch birds of prey oh wow it was like if yeah. if that's what you're looking for you're looking for like a girl gang superhero but like kind of dark kind of weird just watch birds of prey it's a much better version of that type of story
2: i got you i remember i remember that now yeah Yeah. and i agree uh with Mm -hmm. most of that i would i don't know if it's a lot better but it is a lot more of everything except i think steampunk is about the only thing that this thing doesn't have (laughs) more of than the other but yeah. Oh, no, that's good. Okay. Well, yeah, this movie directed by Kathy Yan. Yan? I don't want to say her name wrong. Um, Yan. Yan. Okay, cool. Uh, this, unfortunately, kind of, you know, it came out during pandemic times, and which yeah. is a bummer. So, it uh, it had a budget of $84 million. It made... Uh, 200 million dollars and basically that's because it opened right in the beginning of the pandemic it opened february 9th mm-hmm. and so it was in theaters for a few weeks before we went into full lockdown so you know it, maybe if the pandemic hadn't come along maybe this movie makes you know 500 600 million dollars who knows um but how much did uh the suicides i'm I mean, gonna I look i haven't pulled up but
1: just to kind of compare them because that's the same franchise sort of mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. story there. Well, I don't know. It'd be yeah, interesting. That's the first yeah.
0: appearance of her character yeah. of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Because this one this one's tough to compare with the other DC movies because it was rated R in theaters. Right. Versus up until we got the Snyder cut, the other uh DC films, Wonder Woman, all of that, they were all PG thirteen. Uh, so kind of opens them up to a bigger box office
1: and and rated are rightly so
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah definitely yeah so this is um yeah suicide squad was a seven hundred and forty six million dollar um, worldwide that's how worldwide. much it yeah it had a budget of a hundred and seventy five million it made a hundred and, a seven hundred and forty six yeah uh, million uh, which is interesting because Suicide Squad is, you know, again, it's PG-13. But it also has an IMDB rating that's less than the uh, Birds of Prey, Birds which is prey. interesting. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I, and without getting into it, I, w- I would agree with that, to be
2: honest. I've not seen all really? of Suicide Squad. Every time it comes on TNT, I'm watching the same 45 minutes of the movie. It's the <laughs> first 45 minutes. I've never seen past... When they get to the building where they're trying to get to, I've never seen past it. I just I don't know what happens. So
0: you don't need to. It's very yeah, bad. Not, not it's anything. sloppy and messy. And don't just don't. It's you're you're fine without it.
2: <laughs> um, and I don't want this particular podcast to be much more of me complaining about DC because there's lots of episodes of me complaining about DC, but <laughs> is. The Suicide Squad, which is the next one directed by James Gunn, who directed Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. Is that supposed yep. to be again? Is it like the mm-hmm. second one? Or is it saying that the first one didn't happen?
0: I I think we've accepted that the first one did happen because she refers to it in this movie as well as that time she had like a bomb strapped to her neck or something. So that movie did happen; it does exist. But the Suicide Squad is just like, well, let's do this again, but better. Better, yeah, truly. <laughs> but,
1: it's still, but it's but it's yeah. but it's a sequel. I think I kind of I look at it like a another episode in yeah. a, a series, not really a sequel. But I mean, you know how you know how? Uh, it, let's think of it. Speaking of DC, going back to my childhood, the Batman animated series, when Batman
2: would put one of these people in prison mm-hmm.
3: the
1: next episode they were out again and it was just you know there no, was,
2: I, I knew i know arkham was like a revolving door but like yeah. i guess again i and think
0: <laughs> i think probably the best comparison i could make is the suicide squad is like evil dead 2 where it's <laughs> a sequel but it's basically the same movie again i think it's i think it's just that
2: Well, you you sold me. Whenever you can compare anything to Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, I'm I'm good with that. I think that I think that's it. Uh, That's Uh, okay. That that's an interesting idea. I'll I'll, I mean I'll probably watch it. Of course, I haven't watched the first one, so and it has Will Smith in it, and I like I like Will Smith. Um, I don't know. I also don't think he's had a bad run as people think. What was that other movie that he did with Margot Robbie? Um, focus i liked yeah. that movie that i thought okay. it was good i never saw it i thought I it was bad i well I don't feel bad i just you <laughs> know it's um it's like an Ocean's 13 or it's uh you know it's a there's a con and there's a thing and there's a betrayal and then there's a thing you know like it's mm-hmm. i i enjoyed it i thought it was fine i could I, I better than fine but anyway not the point the point is birds of prey <laughs> 2020 uh, yes. Stars Margot Robbie as the one Harley Quinn, uh, Rosie Perez starring uh, as playing Rosie Perez, uh, Mary Elizabeth <laughs> Winstead who born in North Carolina. Uh, she's playing uh-huh. the Huntress.
0: She's uh,
2: our uh, connection to uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes, of course. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. Our, yeah. our Scott Pilgrim connection. Uh, in fact, I think she got this role because of her role in Scott Pilgrim. I think I read. Yeah, there's a lot of trivia on this movie. A lot. And I think that yes. was one of the things. Uh, Journey Smollett, am I saying that right? Uh, she played Black Canary, which, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I did not know that there were going to be superpowers in this movie because when she does her <laughs> Canary voice, I was floored. I had no idea what was about to happen.
1: Did Yeah. And I think because there are no other superpowers in this movie or in this universe so far, right? Did we see anything in Suicide Squad? as far as super, Oh, yeah, there's
0: weird stuff. Well, uh, yeah. What's his face? Lights himself on fire.
1: Well, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's the fire the and guy the, and the then the lizard ground.
2: guy yeah. and Captain Boomerang is something. And Okay. Uh, All right. Well, yeah, I, I guess if you... This
0: movie. Yeah,
1: in this one, it felt out of place and I was taken back by it. And that was the only moment that I was like, mm, nah, I don't know
2: about that. It just... But it just reminded it me that to those things. Yeah. It just reminded me, Oh yeah. Right. We live in a world where there's things like this. Like you, like you, you kind of forget, you know, like it's just, yeah, we're just running around with this crazy person doing a thing. Like her only superpower that we've seen <laughs> is that cocaine makes her better at st- killing bad guys. <laughs> does, does that make her, is that a, is that her Popeye moment in the movie is cocaine? Yeah, I think it <laughs> I is. I think so. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh uh and then ewan mcgregor is the last one i want to mention uh i had no idea he was in this at all yeah and i I thought he was great he is so good and he's so fun Mm -hmm. and it makes me kind of wish he were the joker instead of jared leto yeah yeah i i could i made
1: that comparison as i was watching as well i thought he would have been good.
2: I think he would have been really good. I don't think I I don't I haven't seen his entire uh, filmography, but is this the only time he's been a bad guy?
3: Uh,
0: I,
2: I want to say he's been a bad guy before, but I don't remember
1: in what.
0: Yeah, nothing's jumping out to me right now. I don't know. Anyway. He's, he's great in this. He's chewing up the scenes like he is uh-huh. out there. He's committed. He's great.
2: Yeah. And
0: there's,
2: and as crazy and as weird as he is, he's also like just a little bit nuanced that you're not 100% sure what's happening in his head. You know, yeah. like like him yeah. and that henchman, are they are they together? Like there's, you know, there's some moments where you're going, mm-hmm. oh, they're yeah. a, are they a thing? But then he does some other stuff, then you're like, oh, okay, maybe not. But it, it, it came across as he's like, not quite openly gay bad guy, but mm. it kind of came across. And so like, because I was never sure, I thought that was actually kind of brilliant because it doesn't really matter if he is or yeah. isn't. I just think it makes his his character just, he's, I don't know if it makes him more menacing if he's gay or not. I just think it's, he's more menacing because we don't know all yeah. about him. You know,
0: he's unpredictable. Oh my gosh. Very. He's yeah.
2: So unpredictable. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the one scene I will say this: We're going to do five words in reviews here in just a second. The one scene that I know we're and we're jumping all over the place, but that's fine. <laughs> where I didn't, I had no idea what was about to happen. Is when he makes that girl stand up on the table, right? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be very uncomfortable, and the black canary is like crying because this woman is being humiliated, and I mm-hmm. honestly thought the movie was going to go farther than it did. Yeah. You know, cause he's making, um, he's making her, uh, you know, take her dress off and, and, and the guys, you know, ripping it with the knife, whatever. And I honestly kind of thought it was going to be, we were going to go to a new place of humiliation. And then I remembered it's a woman director. So we weren't going to go too far, but, um, anyway, just, just making the point that we don't know what he's going to do. He was he was such a really interesting yeah. bad guy.
0: You never know what the line is with him. I mean he he's willing to free the daughter until she blows a snot bubble on him, and then he's like, "Yeah, eh, <laughs> now cut her face yeah, off." Her face. Like it's like, "Oh wow!" Like you 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 are never safe around this person, and that's that's an excellent villain to have when our hero is really an anti-hero. So
2: yeah exactly um lady one since you were just chatting uh and you already have the mic let's go ahead and have you do your five word review
0: (laughs) okay my five word review is cartoonish fun and colorful characters
2: yeah yeah that's really yeah yeah yeah, colorful both literal and figuratively
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you know Most of these superhero movies, they're comic book characters and like Harley Quinn is, but she was also introduced and created for the animated series for Batman. So she was born as a cartoon before a comic book character. So I, I think it's absolutely perfect that this movie is wildly cartoonish. Yeah, I
1: agree.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's uh, 100% accurate I think. It's uh it, it this movie is very cartoonish and you're right. I mean, she does feel like a cartoon character, but kind of yeah. not in a bad way cuz I know we've we've I've used that that phrase is almost as an insult sometimes. Like whenever mm-hmm. like remember Andrew when we did Polar with Mad Mickelson the assassin guy? Who, oh yeah, yeah. Um the, the villain in that, the main villain was he was the actor that played Tweedledee and Tweedledum from the mm. Alice in Wonderland movie. Yeah. But I, I referred to him as a cartoon character also, but not in a good way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just but yeah, Margot Robbie is a cartoon character. She's she's ridiculous, but I don't know, it's just very yes. fun and crazy and Also, kind of unpredictable.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I've read some reviews just of other people that have watched the movie, and a lot of people that are giving it low scores are comparing it to, you know, the Birds of Prey comic. And I think, and I know, especially with DC, we've had to pull in the comic world and to try to validate the movie in some aspects mm. uh like in batman versus superman uh but in this one i'm okay with it being completely detached from the comic because it is so much fun and it is like yeah a cartoon um, but there are still some well i won't even say they're comic i would say they're more like scott pilgrim you know in a way as far as how we get the Cartoonish or the old school Batman, uh, you know, with uh, Adam West, where we got the pow, boom, you know, the big colorful signs on the screen.
0: Yeah, um, uh,
2: this felt that way, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the, I, I don't know what it is right now, but for some reason, it really works for me when you have a movie. And so you, so we're having the narration, right? So we're being told a story from the point of view of our, our protagonist, And that story is accented by visuals on screen, whether it be 2D or 3D. Most of the time, I think it's like 2D drawings. you know you see a person, and then you see who they are and what their beef is. And and like I really like that I I don't know what it is but I like a movie that's not too serious that can give me a stat card right yeah um, yeah one of my favorite little bits in I mean they do that in Scott Pilgrim perfectly it's mm-hmm. brilliant in Scott Pilgrim and and we did this for the for this show we did um, the rundown with The Rock and Sean William Scott and uh, Christopher Walken. And at the very beginning of the movie, they do that. They give us the stat cards on these guys, but then it it stops for some reason. And I wish they would have done that throughout the movie on anyone that The Rock has to face, where we get the stat card. And we only got it when he fought the football <laughs> players. It was very um it was weird to introduce this thing and then never see it again. And that was a bummer. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. I just like that. I don't know why I like that. Have you seen lady one? I know Andrew, I think Andrew has Lady one. Have you seen the Mitchells versus the machines?
0: I, I am actually in the middle of watching it right now. <laughs> like oh, it paused on my TV. That's
2: great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I appreciate <laughs> that, you, that you said that you have it paused and you're not watching it while you're recording with us. Um, <laughs> so what I, I'm, I'm just curious without giving too many, too many spoilers. Where, what part are you in the movie?
0: Uh, they have just decided that they're going to go for their plan after talking to the, uh, <laughs> the not so great robots who just have to agree with whatever command they're given.
2: Okay. So they're, are they're at the gas station, I think, or are they at the, yes. okay.
0: Yes. They're about to head out.
2: So that movie is so great in that it, um, it does this same thing, right? It gives, uh, it, it fills in the story with like 2d animation, as well as mm-hmm. like you getting like their world 3d and then 2d as well as like impact lines and like accents and colors and stars and smiley faces yeah and it's so brilliant i can't wait for you to finish it <laughs> just to
0: i know i'm really excited i'm loving it so far
2: it's so yeah. good it, it's <laughs> so good
1: and we don't, we don't really review animated movies on this podcast that much but that one is one that it's a fantastic if you even if you don't have kids it's worth a watch like uh you know it's wonderful to watch with your kids but if you don't have kids even as an adult you would enjoy it yeah i mean it's it's great
2: yeah we we did it we watched it as a family and my kids were rolling and i don't know how you are lady Juan, but at at the end of the movie i was full tears i was just i was a mess
0: I'm ready and, for it. It's oh going to happen.
2: It, it, I, <laughs> I, I haven't cried that much at a cartoon movie, probably since the last Pixar movie. Oh <laughs> Probably honestly, probably since because uh, we watched onward again, not that long ago, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. when the brothers have their moment, I get the ugly cry going pretty good. <laughs> Which is weird because I'm an only <laughs> child, so maybe it's like I'm projecting what I think brothers should be, or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't know it's, it's fine. That's why I have Sam and Andrew to pick on me and offer fun (laughs) ways to kill me. Andrew, what's
1: your five-word review? Well, I I tell you, I did not stick with our our normal five-word review format Mm -hmm. tonight because I thought this was too important not to say. Losing a perfectly good breakfast sandwich
2: would cause me to break everyone's legs also. (laughs) Especially when that's all the money you had in the world, the yeah. I, the catalyst. I mean, where the like she just breaks
1: is this breakfast sandwich. That's mm-hmm. what drives this movie. <laughs>
2: it's fact, not the Joker. That it's, it's the not sandwich. The Joker.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's her breaking point. Is this yeah. this one thing that she really wants, and it's mm-hmm. going to make her happy. It's this breakfast sandwich, and she loses it, and then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I get it. Like, I completely understand. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I had a good time with this movie. I had to use one of Sam's phrases, I, I had a good time with it. Because it was just fun throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing. And unfortunately, I couldn't watch it straight through. I had to pause it. Um, because over the summer uh as a teacher, I'm I'm home with the kids, so I'm I'm being dead throughout the day. So I had to pause it several times uh and uh watch it with headphones and, and so that uh, my children didn't yeah. hear all the colorful not, language.
0: Not for the kids.
1: <laughs> uh but it really made me think about I didn't count the F words, but uh it made me think about Wolf of Wall Street because it was so like there was a point and it doesn't happen to me very often because I'm not, you know, I guess I'm not the greatest person in the world, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) foul language doesn't normally bother me in a movie, but there's a limit. Like there's a point where I'm like, okay, uh, it's becoming gratuitous now. And it just happens. Like, it's just part of the, uh, part of the script at this point that it's just too, too much. But, um, Other than that and the weird Black Canary uh, skiing uh, or uh, whatever that was. I guess that was uh, Harley Quinn using the 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 wind of it looked like she was cross country skiing or something. I know she was on (laughs) skates but (laughs) (laughs) that whole scene kind of took me out because we haven't seen any superpowers in the film uh, until that point and that's the only time we see anything that's kind of supernatural in any way, Uh, I just felt like it was out of place and maybe we could have, I mean, I know that's her superpower and I know that it's kind of pandering to the audience as far as, you know, we want if you're a fan, you want to see some of those powers. I get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, if that's the only time you're going to use it, you, you don't need it. But yeah, I loved all the leg breaking and all the, the face. <laughs> well, I don't I say I love the face off part, but uh, yeah, that was kind of gory. But everything else was very
2: nice. I liked it. I uh, It's funny, one of you mentioned, I don't remember which one, I apologize, that this is only the second DC rated R film, and it made me think, how weird is that? That Marvel has more R-rated films than DC does, and Marvel is the one that's considered to be lighthearted and fun. You know, because hmm. all all three Blade movies are rated R. Those are violent, oh. swearing movies. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then the two Deadpool movies. The
2: two Deadpool movies, and yeah. Um. Uh oh, and Logan.
0: Oh yeah.
2: So now none of those are obviously MCU properties and none of them are uh properties since Disney purchased them. Well yeah. Yeah, that's right. So but I still I still think that's interesting that that Marvel went there first. I do know that there were there was hints yeah. that there was going to be that the next Doctor Strange movie is going to be a horror film. It's going to be PG thirteen, um, but there was like a rumor that it was also going to be cut to be a rated R, like horror level thing. But I could be, I could have misheard that somewhere, and I might be propagating a lie. I don't know. Anyway, that's how rumors
0: well, start. Well, it's Sam Raimi, so if anybody could do it,
2: is he directing the second Doctor Strange?
0: yes
2: oh i'm excited now i, I didn't yes. know Yes.
3: <laughs> i love
2: sam mm-hmm. raimi look
3: yeah i will
2: fight people i like the spider-man i like the toby Maguire spider-man movies yes three is terrible too. i love spider-man yeah. 2 for it's amazing it's so good yeah. for i would until yeah. iron man came out it was my favorite comic book movie like mm-hmm. i like that uh that we're starting
1: to bring in or rumored to be bringing in some of those Sam Raimi characters into the, the MCU. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think maybe that's why they're having him direct some of these movies because I mean, at least that's my speculation uh, to kind of get his input on how that might, how the crossovers might work.
2: Well, the, yeah the, yeah. the, the rumors have been just insane with what, um, Spider-Man 3, the homecoming, whatever, the home far, not far... No Way Home. No Way Home, thank you, is going to be... I mm-hmm. mean, at one point, there was talking about having Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as other <laughs> Spider-verses, you know, part of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And... But then both of them have said, no, that's not a thing that's happening. But the fact that they've already got Andrew Molina to come back as Doc Ock, and... Didn't I, didn't I, Jamie Foxx, Jamie Fox geez. is coming back as Electro. Yeah. Which is a weird thing. Cause he's mm. kind of the second worst thing in that movie. Besides <laughs> dahan, dahane, dahan, whatever you pronounce his name, Valerian in a city of a thousand planets, whatever his name is. Yeah. He was the worst <laughs> part of that movie. He's terrible. I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, uh, we could talk about Marvel all night. Oh, and by the way, I am a little bummed out. Twitter spoiled the Loki episode for me tonight, which I'm a little oh, annoyed that. It hasn't wow.
0: spoiled it for me yet. Don't tell I'm me. I'm not gonna say anything.
2: <laughs> I'm just annoyed <laughs> because it's like, wait a minute, I've Twitter, you've been so kind to me. Like I, I haven't Man, experienced I, Twitter, the bad Twitter. Podcasting Pottern family has been very kind. But this one podcast yeah. was like, Oh my gosh, this thing happened. It's like the show is like 4 hours old give the rest of us some time i mean i don't i won't get to watch it until tomorrow i
0: definitely had that experience with mandalorian and then also falcon and the winter soldier so i i would have to watch them like on my lunch break on fridays yeah. because i couldn't not be on the internet for the rest of the day and i didn't want to get spoiled
2: well the And I watched them with my wife. She's into this stuff. And so I have to watch it with her. And so we have to, you know, our our schedules have to align. And for Falcon and Winter Soldier, honestly, I don't think I would have cared if there would have been anything that was spoiled because I kind of knew it was going to happen. We all knew that Sam was going to be captain. Like, we knew that was going to be a thing. So Mm -hmm. I guess if that's a spoiler, sorry. But (laughs) but as far as Mandalorian, that season two finale of Mandalorian, I would have been pissed if someone would have spoiled that for me. Because... Yeah. That reveal was so powerful. Um, I was just grinning from ear to ear, and I literally did have a tear roll down <laughs> my face. And my wife just looks at me <laughs> and goes, Really? And it was before Aww. we really knew what was happening. Because as soon as that, I'm just going to say, the ship arrives at the end. Yeah, you're like, <gasps> I'm like, Are you know going to do is. it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what uh, and yeah then, i was just screaming at my television like you won't you wouldn't you, yeah it's like how in the world and then when that lightsaber lit up not gonna say what color it is i'm just saying when that lightsaber lit up i was like oh my gosh the, 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 the. and so my wife said, like, how do you know and i'm like i know these things it was so, it was so <laughs> cool it was so cool all right anyway um gosh my five word review birds of prey but birds of prey <laughs> Yeah, I don't want people to think who are listening so far, they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are uh, 30 minutes into your episode and you've only spent 15 minutes talking about Birds of Prey. Usually that's a sign that we didn't like the movie. That's actually, I don't think is the case tonight. I just think it's because I'm excited to talk about other things. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, My five-word review was simply, most fun watching DC recently. Yeah. Yeah. That's five words. This is yeah. the most fun I've had at DC in a long time. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying that like like I I did kind of get into a weird little Twitter skirmish with another podcast who made the claim that Batman Forever is better than Batman Begins, Ooh. and and I made the the counter argument <laughs> that that's like saying that the Star Wars Christmas special is better than A New Hope, <laughs> and um, and he came back with an interesting counter argument. And I said, what you're saying isn't incorrect, but it doesn't make Forever a good movie. No. Yeah. Um, So anyway, but I like Batman. Batman Batman
1: Forever and Batman
2: and Robin, especially Batman and Robin, just. I mean, Batman and Robin is objectively terrible, right? It's really bad. (laughs) I I could watch Batman Forever for this podcast and have a good time with it. You know? Yeah. I, I'm okay with overacting Jim Carrey. I'm okay with overacting um, Tommy Lee Jones. You don't get to see him mm. be ridiculous very often. So I yeah. don't, I don't, I'm not saying I hate the movie and there was a period in my life in which it was my favorite Batman. Honestly, when it came out, I had it on VHS. I watched the hell out of that movie. I thought it was kind of <laughs> neat that their top, their Tommy guns had neon lights on the drums that hold the bullets. I thought that was cool. I you know it was just the Batmobile. I'll give you this. The the vehicles were kind of cool.
0: It was. It was. Yeah.
1: But uh I watched It's funny you say that. I watched Batman Returns uh like two or three days ago just on a whim. I needed something to watch and not really have to think. And so I watched it and I thought, "Man, I really miss uh Tim Burton." Doing Batman films,
2: yeah. I I long ago made the the claim that the Harry Potter series would have been so cooler if Tim Burton was the first two movies instead of Christopher Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Same cast. Keep the same cast, right? Mm -hmm. Keep everything the same. I I guess we would have had Danny Elfman score instead of John Williams, but.
0: I'm fine with that. <laughs> it
2: would have, yeah, the Harry Potter score isn't exactly his groundbreaking or brilliant. I think it's fun, it's good, but it's not. I don't know. I just, I would have liked to have seen what Hogwarts looked like through his mind.
0: It could uh-huh. have been very it cool. It
2: could have been so yeah. weird and cool and just different and not necessarily. I mean, my favorite of them, honestly, is the third one, which had Alfonso Curion, I think, was the director who uh-huh. I think he won. Yeah. An Oscar for something? Didn't he win Oscar for uh, the the fish lady sex thing? Oh yeah, wasn't that Out him? Water or no? Like no, or was that no? That was a uh, different. That was different. That was Gil T- Del Del Toro. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am all over the place. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: on you. Oh man, this is gonna bug oh, me. What did Fonso he
2: do? So curious. <laughs> this is great podcasting. All right. <laughs> all right. I Apparently, uh, I, I don't know how to spell his oh, name. Oh,
0: Roma. That was like recently.
2: Oh, so he did. Okay. See, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Good gracious. See, not Birds of Prey. Alfonso Curie. I
0: know. I know. We're going to talk about 15 movies that aren't Birds of Prey. You
2: know, he, he wrote. All right. Yeah. So I'm just, I have to do this. So yeah, he directed Roma, which did win. Yeah. Right?
0: I won for best foreign language picture. Okay. It did not win for best picture. He
2: did, he did gravity, which is a pretty Mm -hmm. good movie and children of men, which is a good movie. And then he did, he did the 1998 great expectations. Interesting. I remember really hating that movie. (laughs) Just well, because it's the story, right? It's the story. And I, I, Gwyneth Paltrow just comes across as such a jerk in that movie. Or in the in the, I think the the again that's it's she's supposed to. So, sorry,
1: uh, <laughs> wheeling this bus back around. Yeah, no, no, by <laughs> all means, somebody's got uh, to.
2: Obviously, the, the whoever's driving it is just. I, I want to talk about two things that I really really liked. Yeah,
1: please. The little girl that played Cassandra Kane. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought she was awesome. She did a brilliant job.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: and I want to see her in more stuff because she was. She was really good. I say little girl. She's probably 20-something. But um, <laughs> she did, I thought, just a fantastic job. And then the other thing that I really liked, the music. Like I love yes. all these covers of, of all this different stuff that, that's thrown into the movie that is almost a little piece of nostalgia that we get while we're watching legs break and faces <laughs> peel. and Yeah, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, the music is really fun. It's I think the entire soundtrack is just female artists Uh and it's like remixes and covers and samples and it's just all really fun. And the the timing of it all is is perfect throughout the movie. Uh, It's just it's a mood like the whole movie is just a chaotic, frenzied, giddy mood, but without ever feeling like tiring it's not like Ugh, more of this like you never get tired of harley which she's a very easy character to get tired of
3: mm-hmm. you know
0: she's a sidekick and you know she's become her own thing now and so uh i know margot robbie didn't want to do like a harley quinn solo movie she wanted it to be a girl gang movie so she was the driving force behind this not just being like Harley's story she wanted the other characters in it but I think she did a great job in that initial idea and then the director Kathy Yan of like weaving in all of these other stories without again like feeling like bogged down because they all do come together and weave in and out of each other's stories in a way that feels organic and not forced or like you know like a weird Gary Marshall try hard where It's like, and then they live next door to me. Like it's, it all feels right in Gotham.
1: I love how also that they, and I don't mind this in movies that you'll meet a character and then 30 minutes later, you'll go, Oh, wait a minute. You don't know the backstory. Let's go back and talk about who this person is and how they, I'm fine with that. Uh, And then we get back to our regularly scheduled program uh, and catch up to where they are in the story. And I think that's cool. I think that's uh, you know, fun storytelling, and it's a different way to do it. Um, yeah. So that we're not just stuck in the same monotony that we that we are when we watch in any other film.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: and then her, uh, uh, Harley Quinn, is humanized in this one, very much mm-hmm. so. Um, and she kind of gets a little bit of that in Suicide Squad, but in this one, you see her, especially with her uh, relationship with the Cassandra character.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you you see a little bit of her normal human being side, and not the crazy psycho <laughs> killer. So yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, she's she's really charming in a way that like allows you to you're you're on board with her being like, hold on, let me back up and tell you. Like it it all feels like it works because she's just such a charming character and uh
3: it
1: kind of she's feels sweet
0: like, while being you know abusive <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: it, it kind of feels like you're just sitting and in, in, in a way just having a conversation with even though you're not speaking you're just listening but it, yeah. it sounds like you're sitting in a room and just talking with somebody about this wild story that happened to them and <laughs> I, I think it's great storytelling
0: Yeah, it's it's really fun that that's like my main takeaway whenever when I saw this and when I was telling other people to go see it as I was like, it's as fun as you can imagine, like anything with Harley Quinn being like they lean all the way into it. She's got a hyena. She's talking to a stuffed beaver. She's crying, screaming like she's completely over the top, but in such an enjoyable way.
2: Um, yeah, no, I, I had such, I really liked, honestly, the, you guys touched on it. Just the, the storytelling vehicle that they used of, I mean, because she's frenetic and crazy, the story she's telling Mm -hmm. is going to be frenetic and crazy. So we get to a point and she's like, Oh, hold on. I need to give you some backstory. And then, yeah. And I mean, it's like, I don't know. I just, I love that. And then like, oh, how did we get here? Oh, well, I need to go tell you about the girl in the toilet or, 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 you know, (laughs) like there's just so many of these great little, little layers that I really enjoyed um, just how they did the storytelling. Um, I just thought it was really clever. You mentioned the girl, uh, the, the cane girl, her real name is Ella J. Basco or Bosco and if you think, that name sounds kind of familiar. Well, she is uh, she is uh, Ella J. Basco's, a proud Korean-Filipino actress and singer-songwriter. She is the daughter of Derek Basco, who is an actor and who is her acting coach. Her godfather is Dante Basco, who plays Rufio in Hook. Oh, okay. Or oh. for the younger audience... He is the voice of Zuko in Avatar The Last Airbender. But go watch Hook. Anyway. I just thought
3: that, <laughs>
0: <Yes>.
2: <laughs> just thought that was cool that we had a that we had a Hook reference sort of connection. Yeah. I mean not really. That
0: is... Um Yeah. She was she was so great in it. I, great. I hope that they bring her in for, for whatever they're gonna do with the next part of this story because um, because Cassandra Kane becomes bad girl in some version of the comics mm-hmm. so I I don't know kind of what ground they're laying there but I thought that actress was was awesome so if there's more to come with her that'll be a good thing
2: yeah definitely it, it, it hadn't really occurred to me Andrew until I, I'm I'm going back I'm looking at uh, Mary Win Mary Elizabeth Winstead's acting career we've watched a lot of her movies We have. We've watched (laughs) this movie, Gemini Man, which was the last one she did. And then uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, Swiss Army Man. Uh Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. We need to do Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Why have we not done that? Uh, Good question. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We are not doing our jobs if we haven't done that. That one's streaming also. Is it Really?
1: Yeah, oh on uh, where did I see that? <laughs> We've A- got to A- do A- that Max movie. Maybe
2: I don't yeah. know why, but I like that movie so much. It's so ridiculous, I but I like it. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen
1: uh, the what is it? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies.
2: I've like seen it's that. It's, done it's by fun. The same director? Is it? I don't think so. I don't is know. It, it doesn't um, no, matter. No, no,
1: no. I'm sorry. Maybe it was the same author that wrote
2: that, It is the same book. author. It's the same yeah, author. That's why. Yeah. And that movie's good. I, I like that movie too. It's pretty fun. I also kind of have a, a a crush on the, the lead actress, the girl that also played the new Cinderella. Yeah.
0: Ugh, just, Lily James is the best she's, ever.
2: She's st- just so lovely. She is. <laughs> anyway, I know that's weird for me to say, but whatever. Um. Yeah, I don't have much else in my notes. I didn't take many notes, honestly. There wasn't much for me to write down. I was just enjoying the ride. I didn't take a lot of yeah. notes. Um, I did write things like uh Obi-Wan cracks me up. He yells at em- he yells at everyone. The only trope mm-hmm. that he hasn't done yet is kill one of his own men. It's like the only main bad guy trope that he didn't fulfill was kill his yeah. own men. Yeah. Um, because we did have you know, give me your badge and your gun trope and the uh, angry police chief trope. And and we had some of those other ones that are classic movie tropes. Um, I did write, no wonder Gotham needed Batman. The police department really sucks.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yes>.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and then I wrote... I love Black Betty during a fight scene. I don't know what it is about that song, but if you play that song during your fight scene, it just makes it a little bit better for me. And they use that in the Hitman's Bodyguard, which I know uh, if you were playing bingo, check one off, Sean mentioned Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But they use it in that movie and it's perfect. It's just so great. I don't know what it is about that song, but if you put that in your action scene, I'm in. I don't know why, I just am. Uh, uh I, I did write a payphone question mark. They still had those apparently.
0: <laughs> well, you know how Gotham is.
2: Yeah, I guess. Uh, I did write, <laughs> it feels like it should be harder to ram a truck into a very flammable factory. It just it seemed really easy to do. They didn't have those big red balls in front of it like they did at Target. At Target, yeah. Or yeah. some kind of metal gate or bollard. I mean the gate was like a little wooden arm thingy, right? Like anyone could just walk in there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just, it seemed kind of bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I got to blame it on Gotham infrastructure. I just, I don't think that place is stable.
2: No, no. Again, I will say (laughs) that was probably a moment in the movie as I'm watching it in the bad guys doing horrible things. And I thought, Maybe Ra's al Ghul had a point. Maybe they should just let <laughs> Gotham burn and start over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. bad news that here. That place
2: kind of sucks. Yeah. And then uh the last note I had was I did not see that death coming. The the grenade and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Oh, it was great. I I I, yes. I, I laughed out loud. I don't I, maybe I wasn't supposed to, but I did. It was funny. It <laughs> made me laugh. Because I just didn't expect it. I knew she was going to fire the last bullet and not matter. I knew that was going to happen. But I, I don't know what I was expecting to happen. Some kind of trickeration or I don't know. But I was not expecting her to pull a grenade. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was really funny. Any of you guys have any other notes before I play uh, some clips? I don't.
0: I um, don't. I think. What was I trying to say here? Um, I think in general, like we said, you know, several times, it's really, really fun. It's colorful. It's, it's a vibe. Um, But I really liked just some of the scenes that happen in this movie that are like in particular to it being like a predominantly female cast. Like when they're, they're fighting and, you know, she hands her a hair tie to tie her hair back because that would happen that is necessary i'm holding a hair tie right now like you need one at all times um and then like just the next morning like they're they're having their margaritas together and they're all like congratulating each other and then like when they team up you know to fight it's just there's just like some sense of camaraderie there and just like hey that was awesome yeah you were awesome and it, it, it's just a really fun mood to carry through this movie which I think is especially important when your hero is not really a good guy like like the star of this movie is a a criminal (laughs) so (laughs) um to have like a good mood about it all is is really important and and uh, an impressive feat in the movie to have it be just like so fun the whole time so yeah I really love it it's a good time
2: yeah I think so Okay, time for some clips. I didn't get a lot, honestly, because one, there's a lot of bad language. <laughs> yes. I, started,
1: I started to just record myself for you standing in front of a mirror saying, do you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, this just reminded me of Pirates of the Caribbean, so I clipped, clipped it.
3: Parlay?
2: Uh, There's that Okay Uh, Bad cheese
0: I don't know if it's the stray Armenian arm hair Or the fact that his cheese slices Are always six months out of date But no one makes an egg sandwich Like Sal
2: I mean it Sal No one (laughs) (laughs) And the way they filmed that egg sandwich Man I wanted one
0: it's gorgeous. Oh my gosh,
2: I wanted one. It makes it makes me want to on the way to work tomorrow. Stop off at Bojangles and get a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Uh-huh. Yeah, just saying. So good. Uh, <laughs> so what is this? Oh, Joker.
0: Here, X or something. You don't know who that is? The Joker, the Clown Prince of Crime. My former partner in madness, the harlequin of hate, the jester of genocide. you never heard of him. Sounds like a dick.
2: (laughs) I love the music in the background. It's very kind of... Mm -hmm. Now, you guys are very... You hit on it earlier. You're you're 100% right. The the music is really good. And the... the The covers that they do... I can't remember which one it was, but it was when she's walking away at night and she's all sad and the... The that song is playing, just it's like like three times slower than the actual song is, and I know that's very mm-hmm. popular to do now, where's where you take these kind of peppy songs and slow them mm. way down. Uh, I remember when they're really popular in movie trailers. I think the first time yes. I remember hearing it very specifically was the teaser trailer for Age of Ultron, when they did the I've got no yeah. strings, but they stretched it mm-hmm. out and it's very discordant i yeah. got no strings. You know, like they really stretch it out. And it's like, oh, man, that was so creepy. And yeah. Weird. <laughs> uh, this made me laugh. When a, did she have time to do a shoe change? I don't know if you could hear that. The music's really loud.
3: It's
2: <laughs> when Canary's asking, when does she have time to do a shoe change? Which is funny because I literally yeah. said it out loud. She comes yeah. skating out. I'm like, when does she have time to put skates on? And then like, the movie It takes acknowledges- a good
0: 10 minutes to put roller skates on. Easily. But she's got time. Yeah. She's Harley. She's got time. She's got
2: time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and we had to play this.
3: What now? Sionis you know, is gone, but it's just a matter of time before some other asshole tries to finish what he started. Right. We got to clean the city from the inside out.
2: Does she always talk like the cop in a bad 80s
3: movie, or is that
2: just... <laughs> I had to cut it off because <laughs> F-words were coming. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's great. All right. Time for... Uh, you didn't get the, the bow and arrow clip? No. Oh, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't do bow and arrow like I'm an effing child or something like that, or Robin Hood or something. <laughs> I'm not 12. No. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. I did like how she kept trying to like have her moment where she they call me and everyone's like you're the crossbow killer. She's like, no, my name's Huntress. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that was yeah. pretty funny. I like a good gag like that when you don't get to,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, like, like I don't know. There's there's other movies. There's a TV show that I love called, um, it's called Leverage. And in one of the episodes, oh, yeah. one of the bad guys he calls himself the Mako because he's a shark and he's whatever. And throughout the whole episode, they keep getting his nickname wrong and just pisses him off. And and, and it just becomes a joke, right? A punchline because not only are they getting it wrong, but they're getting it wrong on purpose. You know, at (laughs) at one point he's like, um, like one guy calls him a tuna and somebody else calls him the you know, cafilta fish, and like, like it's, a, it's a thing, but it just kind of <laughs> reminds me of like she's she wants to have this moment, but it she never really gets to have it, which is kind of funny yeah. All right, time for this, and now for some more bad news. Ready, like I said, there was a lot of trivia, a lot. Um, so I captured what I thought was interesting of what I read because I didn't read it all. Uh, okay. Birds of Prey was filmed between January and April of 19. Uh, after director Kathy Yan's first cut, director's cut, was edited and shown to Warner Brothers, the pictures, Warner Brothers Picture Studio executives and producers, they had mixed reactions to it. It was then test, test screened. To an audience sometime in the summer of, um, of nineteen, and although there, there was some positive reaction, vast majority of test screening audiences hated the film, especially all the action sequences and the original ending in which it was revealed that the diamond Cassandra Kane stole contained private explicit pictures of Black Mask. Warner Brothers then demanded a massive reshoots of the film, and in August of nineteen, Chad Stahelski was brought in to direct all of the new action scenes and reportedly either Yan or someone else directed all the other new scenes, which caused the budget to rise. So some of the action scenes were not directed by the director, which is kind of a bummer.
0: I would say they're really good and entertaining though. they, Uh The way they, you know, because you watch a superhero movie or any kind of action movie, you know you're going to get you know, your sequence and then you'll go a little bit longer and then you'll have to have another fight sequence and making them different is, is a challenge. And, you know, they, they set them in different ways. We've got like the sprinklers in the police station. We've got like the blue and pink powder and the glitter. Um, we've got the whole fun house thing. So, you know, they definitely utilize different settings for all these various action sequences, which I think keeps it interesting and keeps it fun the whole time. So kudos to whatever number of people worked on that it worked out.
2: I did yep. notice in the, the fight scene at the end when she picks up the big mallet and she hits an extra, the head of the mallet goes flying off, but it's so <laughs> quick. It's such a quick cut. You don't hardly notice it. And then the next shot, you know, the, the mallet's in one piece. So, like, obviously that was a mistake, but there was a moment where she smacks somebody like in the shoulder and that <laughs> thing goes taut I and mean, it flies away. It's pretty funny.
3: Aw. <laughs> um,
2: they probably went through several hammers. Uh, yeah in that scene i the one thing i did like was that and again up to that point we had not seen canary do her thing so Mm -hmm. all of the fighting was just women you know just kicking butt it wasn't like all of a sudden now they're captain america and when they punch you you can you go through you know a wall or anything like that you know it was just they're just good fighters and that's just kind of what it was you know they weren't There wasn't anything again supernatural about it. I thought that was I appreciated it keeping it grounded until, Mm -hmm. you know, thing. (laughs) Although he was considered for many roles over the years, including the main roles in Batman Forever, Batman Begins, Ant Man, and Doctor Strange, this is the first time Ewan McGregor has appeared in a comic book film. I don't know what he would have done in Doctor Strange. I kind of think Benedict Cumberbatch was born for that role. Yeah. And and Matt Nicholson is the bad guy. I think he's a great bad guy. I don't know if I could... Because that bad guy comes across as more subtle and menacing as opposed to crazy and insane. And McGregor played crazy pretty good. Uh Yeah. Um, Though... And again, Paul Rudd, or yeah, Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, I think is also kind of, <laughs> he's kind of perfect. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. It's yeah. kind of perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the sequence in the Funhouse slide where, in the slide, when, the, when they go down, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is taking on one of the armed villains and they collide before she, before she rides down. The cut in that scene is real because the stuntman collided with the camera person. <laughs> <laughs> so after reading that, i I, I kind of remembered it when they're going down and she's on top of him, like stabbing him or whatever. like he hits yeah. the yeah. camera guy like it's it's <laughs> kind of funny. In an interview with the grand Graham Norton show, Margo Robbie stated that the original plan did consider using a trained hyena for Harley's pet. Although there was one available, hyenas are extremely territorial, and the production was warned that they would not be able to reuse any part of the set that the hyena touched. So instead of an actor in a motion capture suit for full CGI, they used a large dog with CGI enhancements (laughs) added in post-production. Although cheaper than other options, the effect was so expensive that the filmmakers could only afford one hyena, which is why she only has one instead of two in the original comic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love that yeah I think Very it's better that solution. it's a dog
2: because she can interact with it like a dog yeah yeah which I also learned Hyenas because she says when she meets the hyena at the end of the end and she's like, oh yeah I guess hyenas do have nine lives hyenas are more related to cats than dogs I didn't know that oh really yeah they're not That's strange I didn't know that they look like dogs but they're more related they to do. cats which explains why they're huh. dicks so. <laughs> <laughs> it does it does Yep. Um, there was another piece of trivia I wanted to just chat about I didn't write all of it down but I thought it was interesting so when they cast Rosie Perez for the role the character in the comic books is much younger
0: mm. than, than yeah.
2: her and the director wanted someone a little bit more mature to kind of give uh, more Maternal weight to theme. the what, what Andrew? No.
1: I said maternal feelings.
2: No, I I just think they wanted to give, so that when she quits at the end, that it has more meaning of someone who's giving up 20 years on the job than three. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that makes Mm. sense. You know, like there's more stakes involved and she's, she's seeing that the system is broken and that that she's been trying to work on for a long time and that she's, she sees how much, you know, the, the captain kind of sucks and whatever. And, she was hesitant to take on the role because she was afraid that she was just going to be the butt of old jokes that they would, that that, that's all it would be. Um, and it wasn't, they made a couple of like eighties jokes, but for the most part, I think they did a pretty good job of not doing that. And so she did say that if there was going to be a sequel, she was to. She was a little bummed out because that means she'd have to work out and like get back in shape for it. (laughs) Um, so there was there was some kind of humor there, but uh, I did the, enjoy her T shirt. But you would, <laughs> never, you would
1: never see that in a, a real police station. Uh, well, I see somebody walking around in a did I shape my balls for this T shirt? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Anyway, that's it, and time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Time for our top three. And we chose to do women team-ups. And so I'm using that in a very broad sense that it doesn't have to be the movie is about the women team-up. It could be just a scene. It could be a moment. It could be whatever. You know, just a team of badass women doing badass things. and Whether you think that means kicking ass or just being awesome. I'm taking, I'm very... (laughs) <laughs> open ended in this thing. Yeah. Uh so lady one I'll let you go first.
0: I'll I'll go with the easiest but still relevant and important answer which is Charlie's Angels the 2000 version. Okay. Uh-huh. The first one, not full throttle. Just cuz <laughs> it was like a fun action movie with a charming cast and like it's funny but also has good stunts and yeah. You, you can't have a female team up team up without talking about Charlie's angels sure
2: okay you you have any more or is it that just that one
0: do sorry I can't remember do I do all three yeah <laughs> right go ahead yeah, yeah go ahead okay <laughs> it's fine. all right my sorry I forgot all right my second one is a scene in particular um Sticking with the superhero theme here, um, it is the scene in Black Panther when the Dora Milaje go to attack Killmonger after T'Challa has come back, and you know now it's not a, a valid claim to the throne. And when they all go to fight him, um, they're they're just like we know that they're Wakanda's greatest warriors, and they're fighting him, and it it's just such an exciting scene, and further establishes what a bad guy Killmonger is because he's just Throwing these women aside, but but they're they're the warriors, and and I really like that scene. It's a fun time for them to shine. And then my my last one is a bit of a weird choice. Uh, it's hocus pocus. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, no, good. that's good. So uh, yeah. also sort of like anti heroes there because uh, there's some. Crazy nineties nostalgia for hocus pocus. People love those witches, but they're uh-huh. they're the bad guys in the movie. But wow. uh that's a girl gang, those sisters for sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's good. And that's that's on our we watch every year for Halloween. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've watched that every that's year. Good for one. At least since Declan was born. He's eight, so I'm probably before that too. <laughs> All right. Uh I will go <laughs> next. I always let Andrew go last because his lists are always better than mine. Uh, So I thought of, I thought of one while you were, you were talking. So my original three were um, my number three was uh, fried green tomatoes.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh
2: I really, uh, I think I actually said this on Twitter not that long ago. I was um, embarrassingly old when I finally realized that in that movie they were eating the guy. (laughs) When they're having the barbecue, it's because they're eating that wife beater dude. And uh, I'd never... Because wa- I've i probably seen that movie... When I was growing up, my mom had about five or ten kind of female... I don't want to call them chick flicks because they weren't all that, but kind of female-centric movies that were just on mm-hmm. rotation, on in the house. You know, During the summer, mom's working at home, and they're just on. And so I probably have seen... Not maybe not front to back, but in total, I've probably seen fried green tomatoes nine or ten times. And oh, wow. it probably wasn't until I was sometime in college before I went, Oh man, they ate that guy. <laughs> that's that's kind of crazy, you know. Like, I just, you know, I just didn't pick up on it, you know, when you're a kid. Uh, another movie in mom's rotation was First Night with Richard Gere and Sean Connery. Mm. That's a good one. We I've probably seen that movie probably seven or eight times, too. Me, too. It's just one of those movies. <laughs> uh, the Cutting Edge was also on that list. The Ice Skater.
3: Oh, yeah. With
2: Moira. What's her name? No. Uh, Moira Kelly. Isn't that her name?
0: Uh, I cannot remember. It doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> anyway, The Hockey Player Turned Ice <laughs> Skater. I've probably yeah. seen that movie seven or eight times, too. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Fried Green Tomatoes is my number three. Uh, My number two, I did Hidden Figures. Uh
0: I Uh, thought about that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just, I liked that movie. I did. That was good. And then my number one is, uh, maybe it's just too on the nose. I don't know. But it's the scene at the end game when all of the women show up to help Peter Parker. I just, in the movie, in the moment in the movie when it was happening, I didn't think Oh, geez. Now we have to have the woman moment. I thought, how cool is it we get to have the woman moment Uh where it's the women that get to protect the dude. I just thought it was so cool in the moment. I've I've never thought it was pandering ever. I think it's super cool. Uh, My one honorable mention, though, I did uh, Pitch Perfect.
0: Ah. Oh, wait. I have an honorable mention as well. Okay. Uh, The Taylor Swift Bad Blood music video. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay i've never seen it it's
0: it's an all-star cast it's very much like superhero spies like action star kind of thing it's like selena gomez zendaya Haley steinfeld carly claus like lena dunham like it's just a ton of people she basically called up all her friends and was like do you want to be in an action movie that is just a music video Interesting. so honorable mention for bad blood
2: all right cool <laughs> all right andrew
1: all right. Well, uh I have uh it's not a great movie, but at number 3 I have Bridesmaids. Sure. Which is uh It's a good one. It's fun. uh Kristen Wiig. Yeah, this is funny. It's um, fun. Number 2 I have Still Magnolias. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of one of those movies that uh my mom had a you know a, a collection as well and that was one that I watched a couple times. <laughs> Uh, And then number one, I have a league of their
2: own. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, a classic. Uh, It's such a good movie. I got. I mean, some of my favorite lines are from uh, John Lovitz in that movie. He cracks me up when like he's nothing but snarky and rude to them, and then he says he's leaving, and they're like, "Are you leaving?" Goes, "Oh, dry your eyes," Uh, and then he says. uh, I don't know why they get attached to me. I must be too nice or something. Like his character is so funny. I just, <laughs> I like his character. Um, we did get finally some interaction on on the social media. Uh, so, uh, Twitter, uh, our friend Le- and listener Maxton said, "A League of Their Own, one of the greats," and he also said, "Widows."
0: Yeah. I never saw that. I haven't,
2: I haven't seen it either. And then I do
0: like everyone in it, though. I should see it.
2: Uh, and then also on Twitter uh, three films and a podcast uh, their Twitter handle is at three films pod also said widows And then our good friend I Cameron yeah now uh, our good friend Cameron said uh, he liked he liked uh, bad girls when he was in high school I don't know what that is the second half of death proof and my wife says practical magic. Oh, practical oh, yeah. magic, yeah. I forgot about that one. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. That's a fun one.
2: Yeah. Uh three films in a podcast. Also, just literally tweeted as I'm reading Charlie's Angels, Thelma and Louise and Oceans Eight and Hustlers. Also, my friend Lauren from the Beard Owl podcast wanted me to say uh uh wrote down practical magic. Also a good one, practical magic. So there yeah. you go. I don't think we had any engagement on the Facebook page, which is not unusual. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. So cool. Well, thank you to those who participated in that. I'll, uh, uh, oh, uh, and then um, Jesse from sudden, but inevitable again, as I'm reading this, this is hot off the presses (laughs) says definitely mean girls.
0: Yeah, Ooh, Yeah, wife, that's, that's a good one. Yeah,
2: my wife mentioned that one and Clueless. I thought about oh, Clueless I too. I love
3: Clueless. Yeah.
2: I, I do like Clueless. I like, I like all those movies. I don't know why. Yeah. I just, I do like Clueless. they're
3: hilarious.
2: They are funny. Oh my gosh. I mean, Mean <laughs> Girls is probably outside of intentionally trying to find ways to use gifts from both Star Trek and, and Serenity. Mean Girls is probably one of my most gift movies yeah just you know she doesn't even go here i mean that line (laughs) is just so perfect in all of the things i just have so many feelings and then (laughs) and i've definitely used the the bit when the principal is yelling at the girls and he's like i will keep you here (laughs) all night if i have to and then she whispers we can't keep him past five i will keep you here until five Uh, I used to work at a at a university and I've said that in in jest to my to my staff. Um and someone that was in on the joke was the voice of we can't keep him past five, you know. (laughs) Something like that. It
0: is a highly quotable movie. It really is. It's
2: so good. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. That's that. Time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give our uh Andrew, I'm not gonna lie. When I clicked that button, I thought, wait, did I did I do Andrew? Okay, no, we did. <laughs> <laughs> there was a three week period, Lady One, where I legit forgot to do Andrew because I was so used to going last in this process. And then <laughs> I started letting Andrew go last because his top three were way better than any of ours. So I thought, well then we'll save the best for last. But then I would forget him. So it was kind of uh Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm an afterthought, it's okay. No <laughs> All right, Uh, Andrew, out of 10, what you got? Well, uh, I don't know. I I did enjoy
1: it. Rewatchability, I would watch it again, but it's not something I want to see anytime in the near future. Um, But I did have a lot of fun with it. I'm going to put it around uh, maybe a six.
2: All right. Um, yeah, let's just say six. Okay, IMDb has it as a six point one for what it's worth.
3: Okay. Huh.
2: We're we're already at a vast improvement from last week. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> we, we are we are at about six hundred percent better than last week. What you got, Lady Juan?
0: I give this an eight eight out of ten. I think I gave it a four out of five on Letterboxd. It's just a. Uh... It, it has a vision, it has a mood, it has a style, and uh, no, it's not for every day, but what it does, it does really well.
2: Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. Uh, well, we need some decimal points here, so I'll be that guy, and I'll <laughs> say, uh, I'll give it a 6.1. I'll agree with IMDb. No, I can't <laughs> say 6.1. I'm going to give it a six point. How about 6.2? There we go. That gets in the, 7, the 6.73 repeating. Got to, okay. got to use those decimal points. Um, this is a fun movie. I had a good time with it. I, again, I don't. Me, again, this is me, and I can't. You know, Andrew's more into DC comics than I am, and, and I know other people that listen to this show are super into DC comics, which is fine. And if you hate this movie because it's not DC comic, then you know, part of the you know, very true to the story. That's fine too. Um, I just think you should just. It's. Just have fun. I don't think this movie is supposed yeah. to be setting lore. You know, this yeah. this is not the yeah, another so she, Batman movie where we have to once again watch Bruce Wayne lose his parents and once again he yeah. has to beat up homeless uh you know, bad guys or whatever, you know, like just just have some fun with this and 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 just kind of relish in the idea that pretty much everyone she inflicts pain on are also bad guys. So mm-hmm. I mean, the cops that she shoots, she's using non-lethal with that that uh, that grenade launcher. I mean, it, the beanbags, I'm sure, hurt like a hell, but <laughs> she doesn't kill any cops, which is, I appreciate, I mean, you know, and, and frankly, those cops suck. If they can't stop her, then <laughs> maybe they should all retire or something. I don't know. It just, it seemed too easy, but it was still a cool scene. And again, yeah. cocaine is your superpower, is... <laughs> kind of awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Is that, is that the name of our, of our episode, Andrew? Cocaine is my superpower.
1: Um, yeah, as long as you don't say kind of awesome, cause that might <laughs> trigger some.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I didn't explain to this to you earlier, uh, later one in our intro. So what we do it now is the reason why you hear the music drop is cause I will go back and listen and take little funny bits and then insert them into that. So like you get like a tease, in the intro Whoa. of what's going to happen. So, Very clever. Unfortunately, I, like I have been not writing down funny moments that we had in the show tonight. So I oh get to boy. go back and listen. Because actually Sam, <laughs> that's actually what Sam does. He'll send me, hey, this was funny. Uh, I've been drinking water. I'm sorry. No, I forgot to say, (laughs) I forgot to tell you to do that. Anyway, not the point. Here is the point. Out of 10, we've done. The last thing we do is the quote game. Uh, We are on quote number 21. And this is the quote. I don't know this quote. I really don't. So if you're listening, I would actually like you to to send it on Twitter. This is the quote. That woman deserves her revenge and we deserve to die. I don't know that. I don't know that either. Huh. I'm genuinely curious. I mean, I have the answers on the poster, but that means I have to go look. I'd just rather you tweet at me. <laughs> which is not easier, I guess, because I have to
0: edit a <laughs> podcast and then
2: post it and then wait. But still. All right. Yeah,
0: but the anticipation.
2: The anticipation will not kill me. It's fine. I'll be all right. <laughs> Okay, this has been a blast. Lady Juan, thank you again for coming back on. Please tell our our fine listeners where they can find more things that you are on um, because you make all podcasts better.
0: <laughs> uh, you can catch me right now. I have a show called Screen Run. It is myself and my co-host Chris, and we are going through the films of Kevin Smith uh, one by one, week by week. And uh, that's what our first season has been. So we're in the midst of it right now. You can go check it out at screenrun.fun and uh, listen to it anywhere you listen There's a dot .fun? Dot .fun. Isn't that the best thing you've ever heard? Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: that is amazing. Yes. It feels like only like amusement parks should be allowed to have a dot .fun. You know, like yeah. go to carowinds.fun. But or David yeah. Buster's or something. David Buster's dot fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or Frankie's. That's where we went. Frankie's dot fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, check hit that website again before people start forgetting. Hit it again.
0: Screenrun dot fun.
2: Screenrun dot fun. Of course, the links will be in the uh, in the right. show notes. <laughs> that's, that yeah. that's amazing. Cool. Well, thank you um, for okay.
0: absolutely.
2: For for coming back on uh and doing this. Uh and uh, if you're if you're sitting here thinking to yourself, her voice does sound familiar. She was with us when we did hidden gems. Not hidden gems, hidden figures. We've not done yes. hidden gems. Uh hidden figures back in February. So um I think, you know, like twice a year, maybe three times a year, having yeah. uh, having awesome guests on like this. is great. And uh, I'm super excited to for you guys to hear this episode. Next week we are doing um Hancock a uh, speaking of another kind of superhero film with actual powers Ooh, watch your mouth Hancock your with that mouth yeah i do <laughs> okay and we'll be joined next week by Jim i don't know his last name so Jim from the Film Rage podcast and having him on the show makes us an international podcast because he lives in Ooh. Canada
0: ah. Nancy. Yeah.
2: so Looking forward to that. Hancock is next week. In the meantime. All things international. House of Pancakes. Women.
1: (laughs) And podcasts. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, Man of Mystery. Forgot that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to read this last thing here. This literally another tweet just happened as again. This is on Again, breaking news. <laughs> Nick Knack goes to the movies. He is at Nick Knack Movies on Twitter. Late to the party, but the Mandalorian season two finale team up scene was perfection.
0: It was. That is a great one. Oh my gosh, I loved that moment.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh awesome. So uh that's the show. Thank you for listening. Libson. No. Cheapseatreviews.libson.com is our website there. You can find links to all our other social medias like our Twitters, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can go back and listen to all 330 other episodes. Yes. Thunder Force is terrible, but you should still listen to our live <laughs> review of it because damn it. If we have to suffer through it, then you should too. And,
1: and suffer. your fair.
2: Channel. And, and seriously, <laughs> go watch the YouTube I know it doesn't like help with downloads, or whatever. And I don't really care. Go watch the YouTube and look at the pain on Andrew's face. It is like real. <laughs> I mean, it is it is legit. There's a moment in the movie where I honestly thought Andrew was just gonna walk away, and I think I started
1: to. I, started to.
2: I think the I only had. reason why he Aww. didn't was because we were on camera and people were participating with us on YouTube, and I think he would have felt Aww. bad for those guys. He didn't want to not leave really. Max and then Jesse.
1: <laughs> there was a certain point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: we'll throw but, in the towel.
2: I mean, Lady Wan, we gave it a 1.94. I've
0: I've heard terrible things
2: about it. It's bad. It's a bad movie. It's just <laughs> it's not that it's just not funny. Oh, I just realized we're basically doing three superhero movies in a row. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Um It's not that it's not funny because it's not. It's not just that the plot kind of sucks because it does. It's just there's no chemistry. It just it felt like between the fact that Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy are like lifelong friends. You would think that they would have chemistry together, but it just looked like neither one of them wanted to be there. Uh Mm. I don't know. It's weird. Go watch it, seriously. Park. It's great. <laughs> I mean, our review of it, not not the movie. Yeah, you know, we had a Will. good time. That's what you should do. Uh, leave us a review, please. Do those things. We've had some reviews. We had like a like a month period where we were getting a review every week, and then just stops. Go go leave us reviews. That's how we can uh, other people can see us, and it kind of helps with some of the um, kind of the rankings, which is. Oddly becoming a, a thing that people care about. We are, we're in mm-hmm. the top 100 in Vietnam. Ooh, uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch out. I know. <laughs> uh, we did crack the top 100. Um, or yeah, top 100 in the film review category in, in England, which oh, is cool. Ooh. So I do know that we have some consistent, li- uh, England listeners, which I very much appreciate and would really love it if you would like just email or something and just say, hey, that's me. it um, <laughs> would be really great. But thank you f- for doing, for, for you listeners over there in England, for putting us, I guess, kind of on the map over there, um, which I'm also kind of annoyed at iTunes for. If someone, because I do know that someone in England left us a review, and it doesn't show up on the iTunes feed. They only post, oh. they only show in America. I had to find oh. it through a website called Chartable, chartable.com. I found that we had, yeah. we had reviews from other countries. That's kind of annoying. So wherever you are, please leave us a review, and I promise I will find it and read it on air. All right. That's the show. Uh, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com is the email address. And that's it. On behalf of Lady Juan, thank you again. Thank you again. Thank and you. And uh, on behalf of Andrew, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: This is Cheap Seat Reviews.